This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Have you been to the new tap room yet? It's amazing. We'll have podcast episodes where the distance in meters that participants stood from their target in Olympic archery. You know this has to be episode 70 of The Harmonious Gentleman. That's a really long distance. It seems really long. I've run 100 meters before. I don't think I've ever shot an arrow 100 meters. Would the fastest sprinters be able to outrun an arrow, do you think? Certainly not. Given a head start? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Is that an Olympic event? An old one? My guess is no. They give you a head start and shoot the arrow after you? Yeah. I've shot in arrows at targets at camps and stuff and there's no way it's 70 meters yeah i would guess like like 20 maybe 20 and i have a hard time hitting the center i have way more appreciation now for professional archers yeah if if any of you listen good job (laughs) (laughs) yeah kudos (laughs) uh this is you guys this is um a first for our podcast let's just come clean with our listeners okay we have already recorded episode 70 once before yeah and We did. We went to Phil's last week in the morning. Yeah, we could go today. We could. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Shout out to Phil's. It was awesome. (laughs) Well, they were awesome. Yeah. But we were terrible. The word debacle gets thrown around a lot lately. (laughs) In 70 episodes, we've never actually decided that that is not going, that's not listenable. It's not usable. We had episode zero that hasn't really seen the light of day. But apart from that one. Yeah, we were called consensus back then. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't consensus. Really but we actually we scrapped it. Like it's gone. Yeah. I, I mean, it's I have gone. it still. Del- oh, I do have it. I don't want to hear it. But you're just not just delete it. No one's going to hear it because it's really bad. Ty, what, what like what happened? <laughs> Ty. Well, <laughs> Ty, you were there. <laughs> I'm, I'm great at making excuses. So, um, no, there's a number of factors. Uh, I mean, being at Phil's early morning, small amounts of sleep, but those are kind of excuses. I think maybe the most legitimate. Um, reason for why it didn't work out was we were talking about a topic that I think we underestimated how challenging it would be. Like we kind of showed up with very little prepared. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had, yeah. we had talked about hate on a previous episode. We thought, let's just do the same thing. Let's talk about the same idea, yeah. but the opposite, talk yeah. about love. And then it just was not flowing. Gong it didn't show. Flow. It didn't flow. Like mm-hmm. gong show. And I think listeners would agree our rapport is typically just wonderful. <laughs> Look, <laughs> <we're> not, <laughs> it wasn't working. I'm not going to say every episode we've put out has been really good. No, but it's listenable. But we have a standard and this <laughs> yeah. was well below. Far below. So this is take two. And so not if you're listening to this, obviously we were happy enough with this one to put it to air. Right. So are you with us? <laughs> and good news <laughs> is we've all done a lot of groundwork to get this one going. We are so prepared oh, for this. So much more. I'm loving it. Whew. Shall we? Yeah. This segment is brought to you by Cilantro and Chive, fresh, simple eats in central Alberta. Their love for building others up is as delicious as their burger of the month. So a recommendation segment on an episode about love just makes so much sense. And it's, uh, it it was difficult because I actually love so many things. Hmm. Um, one of which I don't think will surprise you is jube jubes. Yeah. I like my love for jube jubes is never ending. <laughs> Unparalleled. Um, do you guys love other, th- do you, what, what do you love? I love cheesies, Hawkins cheesies. 
Okay. I love ripping out dandelions by the root when the root is really deep. Deep, I mean. Ooh, that's satisfying. That yeah. I love a good, um, a well-fitted piece piece of underwear. Do you say piece of underwear? Pair of uh, underwear. Pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what kind of underwear I like you're one, wearing. I like one-piece underwear. I okay. love one-piece underwear. That that's fits really, unusual, really well. but I get it. I yeah. love a full moon when the moon's full. I just love that. Yeah. You don't care for otherwise? No, I love it at every every phase, but the full is my fave. I love bike helmets hmm. yeah. for what they provide to us. Yeah. yeah. I love toques. Okay. In a, in, a, in a similar vein. I love the smell of outdoors, right? Like at the end of May, beginning of June, when all the trees are flowering and everything's in leaf. It's just the best. I love the script uh, to Back to the Future. I think it's perfect. Oh. Hmm. The movie. Yes. Yeah. I love live music, mm. specifically at uh, Bose. Bar and stage in Red Deer, great venue for live live events, and I just love live music. Yeah, I love seeing Future Islands at Bose. Nice. Yeah, me too. I love maybe going to see Big Rack at Bose. We'll talk about it, but that's in the future. Yeah, I love Gun Laws. Oh, I, I love, love Lego and watching other people make it. I love laying in a hammock. Hmm. I love throwing my kids into a giant pile of pillows. <laughs> I love being thrown into a giant pile of pillows. <laughs> I love mowing the lawn. Yeah. I love when you wake up just without an alarm mm-hmm. and you feel so good. Like you just wake up naturally. Yeah. doesn't matter what time it is. I love mowing the lawn too. Yeah, I kind of do. I also you, love you like finding it? like a shirt that fits you perfectly at the thrift store and it's like 50 Ooh, cents. Yeah. Ooh, good. I love finding money. Like even if it's just so little that you can hardly spend it on anything like, oh, I found a loony. So like like nickel are you going for? No, no, it's got to be twenty five cents or more. Twenty five cents, and not even a dime. I doubt I'd pick it up. I love dimes. <laughs> I love blind man beer, mm-hmm. beer from blind man. Yeah, me too. I love dose coffee. Yeah. I had a donut from there this morning, provided by Stella Bean, I believe. Loved it. I love Uniball pens. Mm. I love pens. Yeah, yeah. I have a. I love pencils. I know. <laughs> not as much as Graham you know guys 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 yeah I love you guys <laughs> oh awkward I'll be honest Graham you caught me a little off guard there at the end by saying you love us. It's, uh, it's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment. I love you too. All right. Thank you, Chris. Wow. Yeah, I, I enjoy you guys being <laughs> with you. <laughs> but it does remind me, Tyler, <laughs> that everything we did mention before that were all directed at like things or experiences. No one not said people. a person. No. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was all very, I think, self, like things that we appreciate for selfish reasons, like they are either objects that we enjoy putting on our body or in our body or like <laughs> yeah. smells or, or feelings that we have. And they weren't, yeah, not a single one was kind of outward. No, focused. I will contradict or not contradict. I will contrast that with our last episode about hate where we just rambled off things that we hate. And we also didn't say any people either. Mm-hmm. We kept away from that as so well. There's some nice symmetry there. I think so. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. Yeah. Like I, I like a quick thought that I was having, how often do you say or hear, I love you, from someone that's not in your immediate family in a given day. Like you guys just heard me say that to you. Yeah. When's the last time someone who wasn't in your immediate family said that to you? 
Yeah. Not often. Yeah, right? no, very rarely. It doesn't rarely. happen very often. And when it does, it, it kind of strikes you. Like, like you notice it. Yeah, yeah. And you, you like, uh, I mean, it's a shtick in movies and, and, yeah, and that's things true. where, like, the first time someone says, I love you, like, there's this awkward, like, did, well, did they say it back? <laughs> yeah, like, you yeah. almost don't want to be the first person. Right. It's like there's so much weight behind it um, and so much pressure. But with your family, it almost, I'm not going to say it becomes meaningless. Like, I think it's really important oh. to say but it doesn't have the same, yeah, not even close, I think. Because you get way. used to it. I think well, the sad thing is there's lots of people in families who probably don't hear it. So even when a family member said it, it would stand out to them. I like say I, it to my kids more of as a way to convince myself of anything rather than... <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you love them. <laughs> oh, I love you. Like, yeah. yeah. I love you. I love you. I've heard uh, people in my family who later in life are saying it way more than they used to. Yeah. Right. I, I'm sort of like that, I think, too. But I've had friends who have said, like, I never heard my dad say he loved me or, you know, yeah. those kind of things. And like, yeah. I can't relate I to that. because I didn't I've, hear it growing up from my really? dad as much. No. Like ever? I, I can't say that. I'm not saying this. To yeah. I know. But I, but I will say that in more recent years when, you know, he has, it's, it's noticeable. There's a more of it's a. More like, oh, conscious, that, huh. you know. Yeah. It's nice. But I don't remember it being as much. I'll, I'll say it this way. I say I love you to my kids, you know, a thousand times a day. And I, that's not how I usually was yeah right um yeah so um you guys have heard of different types of love right mm-hmm. like um you guys name any little pop quiz while i amore answers. amore <laughs> amore <laughs> no, i think these are um greek okay this and is like eros and yeah. agape and that kind of stuff yeah, okay that'd be one and i'm are you mad that I didn't specify when I said I loved you guys, like which kind I was talking about? Because I can, <laughs> no. I can further define we can it. We assume. Like, I, I thought you just meant like I love the way you you smell. Mm. Or like, oh. I you, love yes. your Actually, scent. I do smell yeah. nice. Okay, so I, I did. I just had to pull it up. I'm using lifehack.org. Um, it's official great. sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this something this I should have heard of before? <laughs> um, they give a nice list of the eight types of love according to the ancient Greeks. Okay. Um, agape. Agape. You guys got that one. Brotherly Un- love, maybe. No, that, that, one, that one's unconditional. Okay. So I'll, okay, I'll go through them quickly and we'll yeah. come back to them. Sorry. So okay. there's I'll agape, which is unconditional love. Eros, romantic love. Philia, affectionate love. Um, and I always thought of that one as like friendship, like uh, Philadelphia, the, the city of brotherly love. Okay. Nice. Right. Uh, Philautia is self-love. Storge is familiar love. What was it called? Storge. Storge. That's the way I read it. Uh, pragma, enduring love. Ludos, playful love. And mania, obsessive love. Yeah, that's the one I meant with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> mania. I was waiting for you to get to the one that I actually meant and you got it at the end. Yeah. yeah. So are, are some of those, like which of those do you most identify with? When you use the word love, Yeah. like which one? Well, with my family, it's unconditional, I suppose, would be the first one. But there's other ones mixed in too. It's not just you, one. We could s- stay on that for a second. Like, yeah. is it, do you believe in unconditional love? You just said you have unconditional love, but is that? Yeah, I assume I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My son has asked me in the past when he's made a mistake and we've been upset, he'll, he'd say like, could I do anything and you wouldn't love me? He's like, he's asked me that before. And I'm yeah. like, no, nothing you could do. I could hit you. Yeah. Hit me all you want. Uh, I love you. Yeah. Is that what that means? Can I, I'll ask a tough question here. I think it's yeah. tough. Do you think you could, I could have unconditional love for my kids. It might be harder to think of romantic love unconditionally. Hmm. 
Yes. Or is that, do you feel the same way? Or friendship? On the record, no, I don't feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> On this friggin' podcast, I'm not answering that question. No, there's something to that for sure. Yeah, I think so. Because romantic love can mean a lot of things too. In, in a way, in a way, I don't know. Like, I think there's a physical aspect to it when it's romantic, but um, I think you could have unconditional love for someone, but it can kind of evolve through the different types hmm. right so um yeah like a love for a, a friend can turn into love like a romantic love yeah and probably vice versa yeah and familiar yeah love. there can be threads of those things like unconditional along with i totally see that yeah I don't know. I, I never really thought about the kinds as much. I just, the word love is love and, and I just use it. I assume I'm using it correctly, but I don't know if I, <laughs> and? but I don't. Yeah. So, so I was going to make a joke earlier. Like I should just, next time I see a colleague in the hallway who I'm friends with, I ah, have a good weekend. I love you. Like, I'd love to just see what the reaction would be to that. Yeah. If they would, like, would you throw it out as a joke if you didn't mean it? Well, that's a, th- yeah, I probably, I just to see a reaction, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> I have, I have a, another group of friends where I feel like it's been years now, but I think we used to say it to each other. Like if we would have a, this would have been, this is a group of friends that I would have spent a lot of time with in, in high school and early college. So we would get back together a couple times a year. And I feel like in those kind of those weekends away or something, like at the end we would say, like someone would say, I love you guys. And it would be heartfelt and well, love you guys. And true. Yeah. But it was yeah. also like, it could just as much been like just to make, be funny or to, yeah. but I believed that it was, but it is also they how wouldn't you felt. have said that if it wasn't also how they felt. Right. So maybe the approach or the delivery is a bit jokey because it's easier it to do awkward. it that way than to like look into each other's eyes and say, you know what? I really do love you. Yeah. Like, hey, 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 listen, listen, I love you. Right. I kind of, I hear that storyteller and I'm, I'll admit I'm a little jealous. Like I kind of wish my group of friends did that in yeah. university. We didn't. I'm sure we felt that way, but no one ever said, said that word. So do you think it matters like to have said it or not? Did you know I think it? it kinda, I think it kind of, on some level it matters. I think the fact that you're saying you're, you're jealous of that yeah. should show, shows me and hopefully listeners too, that it's like worth, it's worth saying, saying it. Cause like, what's the. I mean, what's the downside of of like telling someone that you you care for them? You I know? think it's like the movie thing. Like there, there's a what if they don't feel the same way? Like it's risky and vulnerable to say. Like that seems like such a big thing to say for whatever reason. That if they don't return that sentiment, you've put something out there that's really embarrassing. Maybe that's. I guess you're meant, uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe your Is mentality should be like I'm not expect like I need to. Ex- not expect it back. Like, I want you to know how I feel, but yeah. that's fine. But that's not always. like, and if that person never calls you to do anything again, <laughs> they didn't return your feelings. Listeners during this jingle, tell someone you love them. Hmm. So on our last episode, we tried to define hate Without really looking it up, we just kind of went with kind of our gut and the way we think of the word. Um, This time, we did look up the definition of love before starting. 
And surprise, it wasn't as deep as we um, thought it might be. It was Mm-mm. simply a strong like for something. <laughs> it wasn't um, as mystical. Right. right. And, but that's, and that's, that's fine. Like the dictionary can define it that way. And I might mean it in that way when I'm talking about jujubes or toques. Like I strongly like those. Like I, mm-hmm. I do. I enjoy those things. But when I think about love towards others, um, this is kind of a definition that's a work in progress. Someone mentioned vulnerability in the last segment. And I'm thinking that has to be a part of it. Like if you love a person, I think you need to be, you kind of want to be vulnerable with them or like you desire vulnerability maybe in some way. You think that has to be the case? Well, I'm trying to work love? through it. I can work through it a little bit here. Like if you, if you think about the different types of love, like the best friends you have that you'd probably want to say, I love you to are the ones that you have vulnerable conversations with, or at least in my experience, Mm. if I'm not willing to be vulnerable with someone, I probably am not going to say I love them. And then I think like romantic love would probably be the most obvious Mm -hmm. kind of vulnerability you desire with, with someone is to take all your clothes off, which is a pretty vulnerable (laughs) position. Whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, this is a kid show. It's a family show. (laughs) (laughs) I mean like to go to the pool? (laughs) So, yeah, is there something there like vulnerability? Is that is that how you think of love? Is vulnerability a when, part of that? When you first said it, I wasn't super buying it, but now that you've explained it, I quite like that actually. I mean, it's a, is is there a better indicator that we can think of beyond that? I think that's a great yeah great place to start. I, don't, I think that's a part of it for sure, but I wouldn't have necessarily defined it that way myself. Mm-hmm. But I don't disagree with what you're saying. Like even with your family, right? You love your family unconditionally that puts you in a very vulnerable position. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, or it could. Yeah. Right. I think acceptance is another part of it and experience like the experiences you have with somebody and wanting maybe to share. And sometimes that grows love too. the things that you've been through together. So I don't know if that's really like, if it's like another prong, like vulnerability, but yeah. Well, and that speaks to like when I was trying to find it in my head, I, I mentioned earlier that love number one, like, no, no matter how you develop it, but it takes time. Like it always takes time to either become yeah. vulnerable, but then when you put it that way, that experience deepens relationship. Even so, like with friends, like the things that we've gone through together makes yeah. our bond stronger and we have something that we can talk about, relate to. Yeah. But those yeah. could be vulnerable things. And yeah. So it, it may not start with vulnerability mm-hmm. or like, but that might, it's a piece of it. And yeah. I, I'd say, but another kind of if we're maybe we're like cooking love out of different ingredients okay, yeah. we've got like i like it like, like a love stew the love yeah, pie love let's stew. put some ingredients in the stew um maybe a, a key ingredient is time mm-hmm. like the spice time oh okay there we go get out of here <laughs> no like, cumin in there you need some cumin <laughs> so like we got a slow cooker going here right yeah and it's a set yeah. on low yeah and you turn it on you leave the house and yeah. you wait yeah love is best deep or, uh, yeah, in a slow cooker. Do you think love kind of... Not sleep- deep fried. I was I mixed that <laughs> up. Fried. I was going to say love is not best deep fried. <laughs> Do you think love kind of like sneaks up on you? Like where mm. you, you don't see it coming? Like that mutual respect, shared experience, vulnerability, you don't plan on it. And, or, or do you think it's pretty, or do you think, yeah, you know, it's coming. Does that, does that make sense? It- or like, is, are you set out? Like I'm going to love that person Yeah. and it, give it time and shared experience and let me be vulnerable. And- yeah. 
I'm like, sure is it a formula or is it like? But but with kids, like like are you you love your kid at as soon as you see them? Yeah, but you love them differently when as they're twenty seven than you did when you first met them. Yeah, that's true. It's just it. I just it's kind of it'd almost be nice if we had different common language for love and we didn't just use the same word for everything. It'd be kind of cool. It'd yeah. sort of enrich our conversations, I suppose. I agape you guys. Yeah. Like you oh, could doing that. Get out of here. <laughs> I Lin Fen you too. <laughs> well, as we were talking, there's definitely things we have in common. We each have uh, wives and kids, parents, and those are probably people we tell and hear I love you from a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's a privilege thing. Maybe it's just our situation and we're similar in that way. But what I do wonder is there's lots of people who don't have those people in their lives to say it to or to hear it from. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that makes saying it to people who aren't those inner circle people all the more important. Yeah, I think so. I think it's really important to acknowledge this is something we should do. We could probably fit this kind of a segment into almost any topic that we've <laughs> talked about. Yeah. We're like, we're, we don't always see eye to eye, but we're coming from a pretty similar hmm. like uh, point of view. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like we, like privilege is a part of that. And I think we need to learn from Rob Volpe and like have exercise our, our empathy <laughs> muscles. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Try to think of things from another perspective, and yeah, like we, I think we take for granted maybe how easy it is for us to say that we love someone, right? Like, I, I, just in this episode, we talked about how saying it almost gets becomes less meaningful because we hear and see it so often. But like, there are that could be like just just saying that could like make someone feel bad you know because they they don't identify with that so and we we take it like i when someone says they i love you to us you might take it for granted after a while like you don't it feeds you it feeds your soul it but you might not realize it until maybe you don't have someone telling Mm. you that all the time yeah um so like you say like maybe it because it maybe we on first glance it seems like it becomes less meaningful but it but it, it never is it truly never right. is. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Too. Hmm. So we need to say it more, basically. Like, I mean, it'd be nice if people who loved each other said it more. I mean, is there a downside? Is yeah, there a- right. What's the risk? And we're talking, we talk quite a bit about just saying it, right? So, but I think hopefully we don't need to go too deep into this, but like it goes without saying that saying it without meaning it is it's like easy to see that you know like when someone says they love you but they don't back it up they don't back it up with action then right that's extreme nailed that back in the 90s you know the song but i think it is important (laughs) that the people that you would say it to know you accept them and know you want to spend time with them and know you are willing to be vulnerable with them okay so so they know they're loved okay so do you do you need to say it then? Like if you, if you treat someone with love, 
do you need to tell it, say it with the word mm. or do they just know and they feel it and that's enough? Or should it, should you consciously make that's a decision a to say, I'm, I'm going to actually say this 10 times today because it will, it will feed them in a way that it'll serve them or whatever. It, it will, it will spell it out in a way that my actions never could. Would you regret not having said it if something were to happen to somebody and you hadn't? I don't. Yeah. Well, I, t- and I think I would because it's like, what if they didn't know that's what I really felt? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, t- I told that story in take one of this podcast mm-hmm. where my best friend, uh, who I think we talked about the podcast a couple times in the past when he died a few years ago. Like I, I remember thinking at the funeral, oh, I never said I loved him like ever. Mm-hmm. He's my best friend for a long time. And obviously I did love him and he loved me. Yeah, and I felt guilty about that. And I don't know. I felt really guilty about it for a while, actually. Like, really. Hmm. And after a while, I sort of convinced myself, well, he knew. and But I don't know. Now that now they're talking this way, I, I should have. I, I really should well, have. Part of what you just said there, though, was obviously I loved him and he loved me. Yeah. So, like, what was obvious? Like, if like you any, didn't say it, yeah. but you knew it was obvious. Yeah. It had all the ingredients. The love stew. Yeah, I was there. I just didn't serve it. Simmering. But maybe the just, garnish. Oh, the didn't. garnish is like <laughs> actually saying it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Or the plate. Yeah. But the garnish. No, I wouldn't. I don't like the garnish now. No, I don't <laughs> no. think so. Or the serving of it. Yeah. yeah. Like you're serving someone else, and you say it. It's like. I think it's okay for me to take a lesson from that. I think it's okay yeah, for yeah. me to learn from that. Yeah, that's right. Situation. I think it. If we're well, if we're identifying a problem, and that problem is that some people don't know or feel loved, I don't think the solution involves like withholding saying it mm-hmm. or telling people right. that we love them. Like, there's no way that's going to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Saying it or expressing it to people, either like through words or actions or some combination of the two, may be the solution to the problem. Yeah. So you, I think that's a safer way to go. Mm-hmm. But actually loving them might be the <laughs> right. actual. Yeah. And like we know, like we've like through our experiences and when people have said things and shown and shown love to us, we know how that feels as the recipient. So I think especially by like us, like we're old guys, like we've, we have lots of experience with receiving love or not. So yeah. we can use that experience to like put yourself out there sometimes. Like I know there's some friends, if I were to say, I love you to them, they would think it's a joke. And like, I know that before I say it. So yeah, like, you know, in your, in your stomach or your heart or whatever. And I feel like I'm getting so cheesy and sappy. You feel, you know, I love in your it. Heart I just, if you love I'm someone. not saying anything. I just want you to keep going. I'm enjoying the soup right now. It's so good. <laughs> I, Yeah. I I would like, I would like to be that guy that says it lots and that everyone kind of like laughs about, but deep down they're like, oh, that, that that's sweet, right? Like it'd be cool if I could be that guy, if I could get over my awkwardness or or whatever. Yeah. And just, who who wouldn't like that guy? Well, seriously, who wouldn't like that guy? Yeah. I'd want to go to say to that colleague, "I love you, man. You're what a great guy. <laughs> I love you, lady. You're a great lady. woman." <laughs> <laughs> see i can't do it see, I mean, that, and that sounds so natural i think you should do it <laughs> how about a mass email does that work <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> the same staff. thing it's equivalent <laughs> All staff. 
So I think we've clearly established that love is good. Love is a good thing. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, we've concocted so good. a just a well-balanced stew or soup. Mm-hmm. A nice dish. Jambalaya. Steamy love. Jambalaya. I, I love yeah, jambalaya. jambalaya. Oh, who really doesn't? So, so we love love. But so if we love it so much, <laughs> should we serve it to everybody? Mm-hmm. Or is it possible to to give love to everybody? Or is there anybody that you just have no desire to share love with? Are you I, asking if some if anybody is unlovable? Sort of in a weird, unclear <laughs> way. Because that's let's be honest, that's what I thought you were gonna ask. <laughs> like I only have so much soup, I think. Huh. You know? Really? Yeah. You know, interesting. Well, it takes it takes time to make, right? Like, not. yeah, I'm thinking about this. The metaphor maybe stalls here for me, but Sorry, I shouldn't have well, said that at all. No, I like, like that. Do that, you love everybody? Yeah. I mean, no, because <laughs> I, I probably maybe I should. I I don't even know if I should, but there's people I don't know, so how could I love them? Or there's people I don't know well enough to say if I love them or not. Or some people I don't try to love and maybe I withhold because I don't think they're worthy of it. I don't know. I mean, I can categorically say there's many people I don't love and will never love. <laughs> Let's just give <laughs> us a few names. So we uh, sort of Ted know what you're thinking uh, of. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, And I don't think you, like when we use love that way, like I love Ryan Gosling. Like you yeah. can't, you don't know him. Yeah. You can't love somebody you don't know, I don't think personally, but we never talked about that earlier. So I shouldn't throw that but out Can now. you love... Um, like humans, like all humankind. Well, like, when you hear love your neighbor, ideally, yeah, I think yeah, you should. So that just, do we do it? No. Like by our words and actions? No. Chris, we, do you love humankind? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, so there you go. So you love everyone? No, like, <laughs> no, but I, I think people are lovable because they're like being a person makes them worthy of love. But just okay. not from you. Well, that's the thing. I think collectively we can love everybody and everybody needs to be loved. Yeah. I do believe that. But I can't bear that by myself. So I'm going to love some people and hopefully somebody else are going to love others and we'll overlap sort of. Yeah. But everyone deserves everyone deserves love. Well. But I, I think with... Yeah, that's I, a loaded question. But yeah, I, I, I agree think with, so. With, yeah. with the principle of yeah, I the think the principle so. of that everybody is lovable and everybody should be loved, and that we should love all people. I agree with all that, but I, I actually believe that you should love every single person. Yeah, and I'm not claiming to say I do. No, but I I have, like it is my you want to my belief or it, I think that would make the world a much better place yeah, if course. people did that. Yeah, um, and the one thing you said about like, well, maybe if I'll, I'll love these people and hopefully someone else loves that <laughs> yeah. person. Like there's, a, there's some obvious people who aren't going to get love. No, but I guess right? what I mean by that is that not that I'm choosing, but like if I'm loving as many people as I can, and so okay. are you, the people that I don't know about or who are on my fringes might be in your inner circle. Like, I don't right. mean that like I'm going to pick these guys because they're like the list. easy ones. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's not what I meant. Okay. So but as teachers, I, we I don't get a list saying. of students and we go, okay, I'm going to love. Right these ones and the ones that are hardest to love this is i think this is like a duh thing but they need it the most because they're not getting it from other places and that's probably partly why they're acting the way they're acting and i think we have a privilege as teachers a very unique privilege especially in our situation where you 
can teach kids over a number of years and how he talked about how the stew takes a long time. Like I feel like sometimes the kids that give you the most grief years later, yeah, you do, you do start to feel about them a different way mm-hmm. and, and maybe love them more because of what you've seen or yeah, this, those struggles have, yeah. Something very terrible happened in the States just a couple of days ago. This young man went and shot up a school and the one, you know, I thought instantly about what that would be like to work there, be a parent of a kid there, or yeah. how awful that is. But I also really thought about the young man who something terrible has happened in his life and he's going to get, well, he's dead, but you know, people are going to diss his name forever because of what he did, but he needed love too. And I, you know, it is so easy to just give lip service to that stuff, but mm. the truth yeah. is like love is so necessary for people especially like that who are on the fringes yeah so that's a good answer tyler to your question it was an excellent answer i can't do it though i need but can you wrap it back up into the analogy (laughs) you don't need to no i think the analogy fell apart so no soup for you i think we're (laughs) we're done nice okay well that was our our um second attempt to discuss the idea of love it was good yeah yeah if you're listening to this, let us know if you if you think we need a third attempt. Because <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> well, the only We're way gonna to get one email that says yeah. that, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. Please do. Um, well, there's only one way to wrap up this evening. I think we all know what that is. Mm-hmm. A big hug. A big, well. A pot of soup. How about both? <laughs> My confession is a story that takes place in 1996 during the uh, uh, Atlanta Olympic Games. Nice. Um, I was in a group. This is one confession. I was in a group every year uh, called OM, which stood for Odyssey of the Mind. And everyone I tell this story to doesn't know what I'm talking about and they laugh at me. But it was like an after school competition program where you would, every year they would give every school in the country or the North America this challenge to overcome. You'd create a play in order to like show your solution. You'd a play tr- like a, acting it out. You'd act it out. Okay. You write a script, okay. and and you then you would travel to these competitions, and you would they would you would do your play for judges. Right. And then there'd also <laughs> be a part B where you go to a room, and they would do these like um, I forget they were called, but they were like basically like on the spot challenges as well. So you had two things. You had this planned thing and this on the spot thing. I'm not making this up. <laughs> I, I was just going <laughs> to look at Tyler and ask him, is this true? This is a real I've story. Heard th- I've heard this before, but I'm trying to... I was in this every year for a lot of years. So, uh, uh, they, they rebranded it to DI, Destination Imagination, but it was OM when I was in it. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want this to get too long. I was in it for a lot of years, but we always wanted to make the worlds because you could do provincials and then you'd go to the worlds. And we always thought we were close to get to the world and they were, they were in the States usually. Anyway, one year, we the challenge... Okay, this is the confession because I, I can't even believe this happened, but it happened. <laughs> the challenge was to create an invention that would help somebody um, with, with a disability or, or help somebody who, yeah, I, I guess that, that's what it was. So I can't even tell you that like, this is true. We invented <laughs> what was called the milkamizer, which would help people who were blind know when to stop pouring their milk when, in a bowl of cereal. Okay. Because they, yeah. they can't see when the milk... Oh, that's, that actually exists. Well, does it? Because they invented it. Hello. <laughs> so when I think about or at the least sto- they invented a play exist. that showed it in use. <laughs> when I think about the story, it actually seems 
kind of insensitive. Like it's almost like making a, a joke out of the out of the challenge. Like it's mm-hmm. it's stupid. But we built this thing. It was a suction cup with a r- curtain rod that goes into your bowl. And a cork would run up a track with the milk and there was aluminum foil on top and it would complete a circuit yeah. that was sitting on top and it would buzz when the milk got full. So we built this thing. We, we created a play <laughs> to display it. The play was yeah. me as a farmer milking a pretend cow with a glove and milk in the glove and I would milk into this bowl on stage and it would buzz. And that was our play. Yeah. So my confession is all of that. <laughs> wow. Okay. That is awesome. And we won regionals and we went to provincials and we were we we just barely lost second place in provincials, like just by almost nothing. Hmm. And we were so upset about it because we thought it was so good. But then we got a phone call. This is where it gets weird from people um, who are some organizing something to do with the Paralympic Games after the Olympics in Atlanta, where they had this convention center where they wanted some of the standouts in OM to go to the convention center and just display their invention. What? Yeah. So we got invited to go to that. So we went to Atlanta in 1996 and went to the opening ceremonies of the Paralympic Games. We were supposed to meet Christopher Reeves backstage. Wow. So we got Superman t-shirts made up, but he couldn't make it. So Aretha Franklin <laughs> came out and talked to us instead. <laughs> this is all true. This sounds like a dream. This yeah. is all this is all the true. Really weird. And the weird <laughs> connections, uh, especially. Anyway, so uh, I don't even know what the confession no. was, but that's a true story. Like we did this. What? Um, I think the the invention is like I know for sure that that's a real thing. Really? Like, eh? I, that I follow, blows my mind. That that's. I don't know if I've recommended it before, but there's these uh, two two blind skateboarders, or one's a, a judo um, athlete and one's a skateboarder, and they have a, a podcast and kind of like social media platform called four bad eyes and they just show life as blind like really? men like living their life and yeah one of the thing they they were showing like they do a lot of cooking or like and they're it's a little thing it's not it doesn't work the same way yours does but yeah. it's it gives an audio audible cue when you fill a cup to a certain level wow so you put something on the edge are of the you cup. serious yeah, somebody probably was in atlanta took your watched yeah. your play well no so i, I the think script. When I tell this story now, it's like, couldn't they just use their finger? And it's like, yeah, they probably could. That'd be a little easier <laughs> than jamming a giant thing into your bowl. Oh, I think if it's like a hot coffee <laughs> or something. Yeah, it. yeah. Wow, that's I think the, the whole, your story, I think, is worthy of a confession. Like, just like, that. oh, it's, this like is what my after school program was. <laughs> Odyssey of the mind, and then they Odyssey change their mind to of imagination the mind. of the brain or something. Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys do me a favor listeners to google it it exists i'm not making this up wow um, you can actually find uh the website of, of the convention where in world's held this year i don't know we did go to world's one year <laughs> he almost knew though <laughs> yeah. he almost no knew. but they often go to like like ames iowa has been a couple times and we did go there once eventually and it oh, was wow. like not yeah atlanta was awesome because it wasn't a competition there was no pressure we just fundraised we went huh. we went to like world of coca-cola six flags Olympic stuff. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, went to the Olympic Stadium, watched some of the... Um, yeah, Did the you go to the Georgia athletes. Aquarium, which is really close yeah. to the world of Coca-Cola? Yeah. We basically had just... It was just an amazing time. So my confession was was that. And there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. As much as I think sometimes it's not true, <laughs> I think it's true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go next. Okay. <laughs> my my confession will not be as long. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's good. I, I, I really enjoy the snack called captain surprise which is and i think this isn't like a 
very unique thing. Like it's just a mixture of cereal and, and other kind of goodies. Like you make a little homemade snack mix. But my confession is that Captain Surprise is something I grew up with. And as I've gotten older, it gets more and more kind of just disgusting. And <laughs> like, I enjoy it. Like not disgusting in the, in the sense, like I actually do love it, but I'm kind of embarrassed as, as to what it looks like. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll paint a little bit of a picture for you. I was watching the Edmonton Oilers game last night and it was a exciting game and I was kind of stress eating because it was an up and yeah, down kind of sense. experience. So I went to the pantry, thought I'll make some captain surprise. That'll get me through the third period here. So I, I had some like shreddies, yeah, which nice. is a good base, right? Like yeah. a cereal. Yeah. But then it's like chocolate chips, craisins. And then it's like, this is where, and that's, that's so far that's is kind of normal. normal. That's yeah. basic. But then it's like jumbo marshmallows, like mm-hmm. the ones that you roast over a fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I would like tear it up into little chunks <laughs> and drop it in there. And then it was like uh, coconut shredded coconut and then my kids sour candy (laughs) it's just like now i've got now i've got a huge bowl of this you lost you lost your cool halfway through that and then are you guys like putting your fingers in like a rake and stirring it up yeah no spoons the bowl the bowl is so full that like i want to get to the goodies at the bottom and it's all spilling out over my chest as i'm laying on the couch (laughs) watching hockey like it was (laughs) that's the confession is it Oh. I'm a full-grown man who is <laughs> just a slob. fairly like taking up a notch there a little bit. Fairly health conscious, like I'm conscious of what I eat and mm-hmm. do, but that was just a moment of weakness. Yeah, nice. Wait till round three. Yeah, I know what I'm doing when I get home tonight. Yeah, going to bed. <laughs> Chris, well, um, I've recently confessed uh, something that happened in a yoga class where I was kind of called out by the instructor. And uh, yesterday I was for some reason thinking about the seven deadly sins and I was in the morning, I was thinking about the sin of pride and I was like, maybe I'm prideful, but I did have a prideful moment in my yoga class yesterday. Uh, I was doing the dragon pose and got into it pretty deep. So this is a pose where like one knees up and one you're in kind of a really deep lunge and my eyes were closed, but I heard the instructor <laughs> look up and she was just calling people out in how they were doing and oh, Jason, I really like what you're doing there. And oh, Chris, <laughs> the pose looks so wonderful. And I was just like so proud of myself because I thought, you know what? Since last week, yeah, I've come a long way, I'm baby. I'm proud of you. Maybe she listened to the, the last <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> it felt, felt bad. Felt <laughs> just making you feel good. But I definitely was like overwhelmed in that. Like, who cares? Because everybody's eyes are closed and it doesn't matter. It's dark, but. Did you kind of strut your way out of there at the end? Like kind of I tried, but my lunge was so deep that I could hardly walk because <laughs> yeah. my hip flexors were kind of blown. Anyway, uh, I was very prideful. Good for you. No, I, I'm... No. I think we love you for that. That's really good. No. <laughs> no. I've repented. If you like yoga uh, or you want to get in touch with the show... Mm-hmm. You should uh, email us, harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com. Yeah, or interact with us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook... You yeah, can do that all at our website too, which is really awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I'm pretty excited. We've, we haven't had a ton of guests lately, but we have a couple coming up now back yeah. to back that we are really excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some good topics that will, I think, challenge us and we'll, we'll have to learn a bunch. I love having guests on. Yeah. Especially ones that have written books who we've never met before. Who yeah. Just, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And this one coming up is going to be like that on a topic that I think we've wanted to talk about for a long time and never 
felt like the right time to do it or yeah. the right expertise. So now we have it. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Be great. So I love that. I do yeah. too. I love that too. Yeah. I love shreddies. Like the, the base of my captain surprise was like a honey shreddies. Mm-hmm. I love honey shreddies. Yeah. I love the television show, Nathan for you. I think everyone should try it at least once or twice. I love Reese peanut butter cup blizzards. Oh, you win. Yeah, I love those too. Yeah. I love when summer gets warm enough that you can just throw your blanket off at nighttime and it feels good. You know, laying in your underwear that fit nicely. Your one piece. No. Yeah. <laughs> your one piece underwear. <laughs> I love Seinfeld. Yeah. I love uh, hearing the wind in the trees. I love the wind in the willows. Oh. I love the name of the wind. Yeah. I love Van's shoes. I thought you were yeah. going to go with the wind. I couldn't think of anything with wind or willows in it. <laughs> or name? I love Say My Name. Is, is that, that a song? A, is that a show? Say My Name, Say My Name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Say My Name. I don't know. I don't love that. No. Hey, I, a little bonus confession. I feel bad that I didn't say I love you guys at the beginning. So this is an authentic yeah. I love you. Oh, I love you too, Tyler. Oh, I love you too, Tyler. I love, I love that you edit <laughs> our episode. <laughs> okay, now we're off. <laughs> Harmonious gentlemen